welcome you to our live stream service today and you can join us every Sunday at 9:30 central time and our archive services are available anytime on the unity Minneapolis website we've got big news and big results due to your generosity we raised eleven thousand eight hundred and seventy nine dollars and eighty two cents for the West Broadway business. Yay, amen. Yeah. Praise God. Woo. And uh, just for the West Broadway business and area coalition and all donations will support Northside businesses in Minneapolis. Thank you, God. And we have new events for your consideration this week. Tuesday, Reverend Linda Martella Whitsett joins our Reverend Pat for a discussion of the 12 powers at 7 o'clock p.m. And then on both Wednesday and Friday, we'll have a 5 p.m. showing of the documentary 13th. And then we'll come together for discussion at 7 p.m. on Friday evening. Also, it's not too late to join Crucial Conversation Skills class at 7 p.m. on Wednesday evenings. 
And Reverend Jim starts Pub Theology this Thursday at 5 o'clock p.m. Zoom in with your favorite beverage and explore various theological topics. And last but not least is Linda Neeb. She continues three new yoga classes with morning opportunities on Tuesday or Friday and an evening option on Wednesday. So you can learn more about our events and activities on the church website, Facebook page, or Peak at the Week, our e-newsletter. You can also contact the church through email or our voicemail. And now we turn to Reverend Pat for our opening prayer. I invite you to join me in our opening prayer. I invite you to go to that place within your heart and within your mind where you know and you feel God's presence this morning. We know that God is known by many names. God is a God of love that has no end and power and knows no bounds. God's healing power of divine life is restoring, healing, and revitalizing our world in this very moment. So we let go of any fears or anxieties and we affirm that all are safe and healthy and protected. We bless all of those who support us in maintaining vibrant, radiant health. We express divine life in all we think, say, and do. And this morning, we bless our global family with radiant health, peace of mind, and abundant love. And so this morning, as we take this deep, universal breath together, let us surrender again to this infinite, invisible spirit within. And this morning, we know this presence within as enthusiasm, as inspiration, peace and love and for that we are grateful and we especially pray with those that have requested our prayers represented by our prayer box today and we give thanks in advance for answered prayer as we hold each and every prayer request in this consciousness of love and this consciousness of life and we say thank you God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. What a gorgeous, wonderful day it is. We're happy to have you with us. Let us have our opening song, God You Are.
We are so glad you're with us today. Thank you for joining us. I don't know where you are in the universe, but it is absolutely a beautiful day here in the Golden Valley, Minneapolis. We're just grateful to have you with us. You know, we welcome you. One of our core values here is that of welcoming. Therefore, my dear friends, one of our favorite things to do each and every Sunday morning is to welcome you. So if you're streaming for the first or second or third time or you're fairly new with us, we especially give you that Unity Minneapolis welcome. And I also just want to shout out to many of those that are streaming from outside of Minneapolis. We have people that stream with us from all over the country, and we're so blessed by your presence. We truly are. One of the favorite things that we say here each and every Sunday morning is this, and that is, my dear friends, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you're welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold that living presence of the divine within you. Now, Reverend Jeanette will share our daily word. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. You are invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box or submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed with for by an additional 30 days. The word for today is will. And we affirm, spiritual understanding guides my will. Each day, I use my will to make decisions, big and small, that affect the quality and direction of my life. Through the use of my human will, I may make choices out of fear or a sense of lack or I may be driven by my desire for convenience, comfort, or the pleasure of the moment. The use of my spiritual will, however, directs my choices toward a greater awareness of my divine nature. As I grow spiritually, I use my will to shine my Christ light even more brightly. I grow in willingness to co-create with God as I release my willfulness to do everything on my own. As I live more intentionally from my own divinity, the light of spiritual understanding dawns within me and directs my will. And scripture says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I hold 
Of all the 12 powers that unity teaches, love is the one that all others are born of. Learning to love what God has given us is the most powerful gift we can give ourselves. From here, we can give this gift to others. As you become still, Breathe intentionally and slowly to calm and center yourself. With each breath out, release resistance. With each breath in, mentally move your thoughts to your heart. Give your heart a statement that will bring peace and healing within, such as, I am love. I am loved. I am in perfect health and wholeness. As we rest in stillness, know that your thoughts connect with your heart to strengthen the truth of your desire. To be healthy, to be whole, to grow in expression of life. You may have heard the term lion-hearted. This means one who possesses a strong heart, a heart that is steadfast and faithful. We all will face fear or disappointment in ourselves or others in our lives. But if we can accept that we are co-creators of a strong, peaceful, joyful heart, with practice, we can face those challenges with an open-hearted knowing that we are loved and will be guided toward our highest good. When the fullness of a strong heart is directed beyond oneself, it connects with the universal power of love 
the love of life and its creation. Let us rest with these thoughts of gratitude for our heart. May we appreciate our strength and commit to our hearts the healing power of faith, self-care, community, gratitude, compassion, strength, courage, and love. And let us not forget the heart is not separate from us. It is fed, nurtured, and nourished by itself, the heart. Let us appreciate the heart. And so it is. And so we let it be. Amen. Inside a snowflake, I am floating quietly. I am infinitesimal, impossible to see. Sitting in my tiny kitchen, in my tiny home, staring out my window at a universe of snow. Brief and fleeting is this tiny life of mine. 
like a single quarter note in the march of time but my soul is like the music it goes back to ancient days before it wore a human face and long before it bore my Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Lori. We have our home team with us today. And when I come in the sanctuary and the two of you here, it feels like I'm coming home. So thank you very much for being here today. Today, we conclude our series on the 12 powers. And it just seems like we started it yesterday. It's so packed full of information and ideas and practical uses of the 12 powers that we could probably extend this series for an entire year. But today, we conclude it. And that just three weeks ago, Reverend Linder Martellus-Witzel, the author of Divine Audacity, and it's a really wonderful book. She's also the vice president of Silent Unity and the vice president of prayer at Unity Village. And she came and she began this series with us. And she, she calls them in her book, The Twelve Lights. But of course, Charles Fillmore called them, our co-founder of our Unity Movement, called them The Twelve Powers. They've also been called the 12 faculties. But regardless of the name, each of these faculties, each of these powers, each of these lights, they live within us. They live within us. We come with them. We come into this expression with these powers. And it's our opportunity to truly give birth to these powers. And Linda, Reverend Linda reminded us of that in such a beautiful way. 
One thing that I came away away with from her lesson was so powerful is that she said, and that gave us the overview of the powers, but then she also reminded us that consciousness is pivotal. Consciousness is pivotal. You hear me say it often from this platform that we are spiritual beings who are having this human experience, but we get to decide in which direction we are going to pivot our consciousness. Are we going to pivot it to the outer conditions? Are we going to pivot this consciousness within and draw upon these 12 powers? Charles Fillmore wrote the book, The 12 Powers of Man. I think today he would call it maybe humankind or something a little bit more friendly than The 12 Powers of Man. But that was in 1938 when he wrote the book. And he, re- he reminded us, he took also these 12 powers and he gave them a location within the body. And I used to think that was just somewhat crazy, to be honest with you. And I must have missed that class in seminary. But needless to say, I thought, well, wow, this is strange. And as I've gotten into the study of the 12 powers this month, I have a greater appreciation of how Mr. Fillmore has assigned these powers to different aspects of, of, of the body. And then also, he has gone back and he has also put a disciple with each power. He reminds us that when Jesus got to that certain place of soul evolution, that he called forth these 12 powers to him. And Mr. Fillmore also reminds us that as we get to a certain place of evolution, that we too call forth these powers. We not call forth, I should use it, we awaken these powers. We'll awaken these powers, and then we begin to learn how to use these powers in our life. Wow. So, you know, in, in, in unity, we can kind of create a trinity at the drop of a hat. You know, it's like mind, idea, expression. And the same with the 12 powers. The, tra- the 12 powers trinity is really mind or head, uh, you know, head, mind, or, and then body, and then heart. And so usually, Mr. Fillmore is, is associated with the, the mind. And you can read some of his books, and I can assure you, he was a brilliant mind, brilliant mind. So he's associated with the mind. And then uh, Myrtle Fillmore, his wife, was associated with the heart. And you read some of her writings, and you can see that in a heartbeat no pun intended, you can see that in a heart, that her heart was right there in her writings. We just finished a book of hers, How to Let God Help You, and what a powerful book. And I kept wondering, well, what's, who's associated with the body? Who's associated with the body? What's that, what, what unity person is associated with the body? And it was Charles's second wife. We don't talk about the second wife often, but it's Cora. Cora wrote a book, Christ Enthroned, and she comes from Christ Enthroned, Your Hope of Glory, and she was about the body. So I understand that that, that trinity, all of these powers and where they fall within that, that mind and that heart and that body. That second week, Reverend Tony stepped on this platform and gave us a wonderful lesson about the powers of the mind, the powers of the mind of faith, understanding, will, imagination. And I want to touch on faith. I think it's no accident that faith is number one. It's number one. Peter in the Bible is associated with the power of faith. And you might remember that Jesus ran along a lot, kind of hung around a lot with Peter. 
and James and John. That was faith and love and wisdom. He hung around with a lot. But anyway, faith is where Reverend Tony started, and rightfully so, because I believe that in order to develop the other powers, we have to believe that we can. We have to believe that we can. Of course, belief is so important in everything that we do. It is that first beginning point in what we do. You know, right now, I am really blessed to be reading a book and trying to learn more about racism, but I'm reading a book called How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. It is a phenomenal book. Now, before I bought the book, I went online and watched several of his videos. And how this man, probably a man in his 30s, not a, a, a beautiful black man, well-educated, received numerous awards. This is a New York, of course, bestseller. It was, took me weeks to get the book. But needless to say, when I watched his video, I knew I had to watch the, had to read, had to get the book. And so during that video, he said something to me that made me even want to buy the book more. He said in the video, he had been a racist. And I went, oh my gosh. This young black man here is admitting to being a racist. If he, and then he told us why. You can buy the book and find out. He told us why. And then needless to say, I said, wow, you know, I too am a racist. I too am a racist. And working on becoming an anti-racist. But he did something, he shared something in that video, that, a second thing that really struck me struck and touched my heart, so to speak. He compared racism to cancer. Immediately I woke up. Immediately I paid close attention because I am blessed to be a cancer survivor. But I believe it was in 2017, late 2017, that he was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. The rate of survival for that is about 12%. About 12% of that. His wife had already dealt with breast cancer and some other things, but he had my attention. And he compared racism and how it is spread and what we have to do is become aware of it. We have to do the treatment for it. We have to, to do what we need to do in order to become an anti-racist. But he talked about his cancer. And he talked about the importance of belief. Belief. And, he, and I thought, oh my gosh, this man must be a unity student. Because right up front, he says, but before we can treat, he's talking about cancer and racism, we must believe. Believe all is not lost for you and me and our society. Believe in the possibility that we can strive to be anti-racist from this day forward. Believe in the possibility that we can transform our societies to be anti-racist from this day forward. And he goes on. I related immediately. Cancer. Aware of it. Aware of it. And I knew I would feel some pain. And I knew that I had to have treatment. And yet through that whole time, the number one thing that we did is Believe. Believe. And I believe that if we can believe it for cancer, faith, 
and we can believe it for racism, faith, then we can also believe it for anything else. Anything that we want to accomplish has to begin with faith. Regardless of whether it's repairing a relationship, regardless of whether it's a prosperity issues, regardless of it's a health issue, regardless of whatever we're experiencing on the inside that we want to transform, we have to believe that we can do it. So I just wanted to touch on faith one more time because I, I believe it's the number one thing that we have to have, and that is that things can be different, and we have to continue to hold to that. Of course, she talked about understanding, the power of understanding, the will the executive power of the mind. She talked about the imagination, part of that process of co-creating that we use with imagination. And then last week, Reverend Jim on Father's Day talked about the powers of the body. And I so appreciated his talk as well. He talked about the importance of balancing these powers of balancing these powers. And he also talked, you know, when one thing is out of balance, we need to get it back in balance. He also talked about how these powers are not used alone. No, they are coupled with another power or powers in order to change our life. For example, the daily word this morning used two powers even in the affirmation, use the power of understanding and the power of will, allowing that power of understanding to guide that power of will. He reminded us that these powers must be kept in balance and they must be used, most of the time in pairs or even more. And he says, you know, the power, the power of the body is strength. Strength, and he's talking about an inner strength, an inner strength, not necessarily a physical strength, because that, these, all of these powers are experienced within. And he talked about the importance of order, sequence. God, order my steps. Order my steps. And he talked about the power of elimination or letting go, that denial power, that we deny those things and this deny that these things have power over us. And, of course, he talked about life, regenerative life. And we see it all the time, not only in the human race, we see it in every aspect of nature on how this regenerates itself. So, yes. And today we're going to talk about, as Reverend Jeanette referred to in her beautiful meditation, we are going to talk about a little bit about the powers of the heart. Now, Zeal is one of the first powers of the heart. And I had never really appreciated zeal too much until I got into the study. Yes, I know that the color is orange and all the, and this zeal is Simon Peter. And I mean, not Simon Peter, uh, Simon the Zealot. Of course, he's zealous, you know, so that's zeal. But zeal is that force within us that pushes us forward forward to achieve, forward to do. Have you, yes, thank you, goodness, thank you, God, for that power of zeal. You know, Charles Fillmore at age 93, 
He passed in 94, at age 94. At 93, he says, I spring forth with a mighty zeal and enthusiasm to do what is mine to do today. Something like that. I'm sure I misquoted it. Send me an email to send it correct. I don't know. But it's fabulous. I've spring forth with a mighty zeal to do what is mine to do today. I don't know about you, but have you had a slump day occasionally? During COVID-19, I call them a slump day. You know, a slump day where you might not want to get out of your pajamas. A slump day where you just want to kind of walk around and feel a little sorry for yourself, and that's okay. A slump day when you don't know exactly what's going to happen, and you're tired of all this Zoomology, you're tired of the Zooming, you're tired of all this, and you have your slump day. And you admit it, I've got a slump day. God help whoever's living with you. But needless to say, you've got that day. And so what gets us out of that? It's the power of the zeal. It's the power of zeal because we know that it's ours that we can get out of it. We can get out of it. We can still ourselves to that power of zeal, which includes enthusiasm, which includes enthusiasm. Don't you love an enthusiastic person? Don't you enjoy the energy of an enthusiastic person? I do. But let me be careful. Don't let enthusiasm run too far without judgment. Without judgment behind that enthusiasm. The practicality of it as well. So zeal is that thing that pushes us. That inward push for us to achieve and for us to do. And then there's power. I know, we've heard the power of power. But this is not an outer power. No. This is not about having an outer power. This is not about having dominion over anything else, or especially other people. It's not about controlling people. It's not about having this outer power. This is an inner power. And this power is about having authority over yourself. Oh, my goodness. This is about taking responsibility and the power to choose your thoughts, to choose your words, and to choose your actions. That, my friends, is power. That means also that you have the power, my friends, to overcome, to overcome any addictions. You have the power to overcome any habits that you want to let go of. And often, this power has been referred to as self-mastery. You know, I am the master of my soul. Self-mastery. It's not about going out and standing up and screaming and yelling at people and being that type of power. Also, I was really interested when I read Reverend Linda's book about how she used power as spiritual authority. And I truly enjoyed her take on that. You know, in unity, we don't put a lot of vestments on we don't feel like we need to show vestments and to, and to say, you know, I'm, I'm the authority here with all of these vestments. But she also talks about the importance of putting on that spiritual authority even before you step out on the platform on a Sunday morning. I could relate to that. I could relate to spiritual authority. And that spiritual authority for me was not putting on vestments, but that spiritual authority was an energetic authority. That spiritual authority is about presence. 
about presence. More than anything else, it's presence. You too. You don't have to be ordained, I can assure you, to have that spiritual authority. Because when you show up with that spiritual authority, people know that you are there. Not by your words. Not by anything other than your presence. So spiritual power is about spiritual authority, and it's about presence as well. And then love. Oh, my goodness, goodness, goodness. We could do a whole series on love. But in this case, Charles Fillmore is not talking about an emotional love. You know, I don't know if I totally agree with him on that or not. He's not totally talking about this emotional love. He's talking about almost like a principle love. One of, the law, one of the things that we have because of love is it, love is magnetism. It is magnetism. And I think, you know, on an emotional level, wow, whoa, you walk in a room and wow. You know, the bone structure and everything else seems to be wow. Maybe that is the emotional love. Maybe that is the attraction. But what happens, my dear friends, is this, this emotional, this love is an impersonal love. It is actually referred to as the law of attraction. The law of attraction. Even gravity itself is part of love. Love is also that, that, um, that impersonal aspect of us. It's also a harmonizing aspect of us as well. Love is about being able to look and to see the oneness of all that is. One of the songs that I love is, I think we're going to have later, Kenny Largan's song on one with the sky and one with the earth. But love is about looking out and knowing and seeing this oneness and seeing it with empathy and seeing it with compassion. Love is about being able to pray for your enemies as Jesus says. Love is about loving the oppressed and the oppressor. Love is about loving all that is and having empathy with it as well. Now, often, love and wisdom go together. Wisdom is, is you know, John and James, brothers, Jesus had hung out with them a lot, I think sometimes love without wisdom can be dangerous. Wisdom, as we jump into this, wisdom is about, wisdom is using the, the power that you have to evaluate, to judge. Yeah, now we it used to be called judgment, and we went to that judgmental place. So in recent years, it was called, has been changed to wisdom. And judgment is part of that wisdom. And it gives you that opportunity to, um, to evaluate. And, and I don't know when I get to that place in wisdom and I want to know what to do. Sometimes when I'm using that judgment, I don't know. I'll draw a line down the center of the page. And I'll put pros and cons on it. That's what I will do. And I will look at that. And then I'll go with that feeling and I go, oh, no. Then I need to discern Discernment 
is also part of wisdom. Now, discernment is different from judgment in that discernment means you take it into prayer. You take it into meditation. You take it into reflective, and you reflect on what it is. You know, you can, <laughs> you know, like those of you that are in the um, business world, and Charles Fillmore even referred to the 12 powers somewhat like the business world. Uh, that's another conversation. But those of you that's in the business world, for example, sometimes you are looking at maybe hiring an employee, and you look and you put the pros and the cons down, and, and it, still doesn't, it still doesn't feel right. And so you take it into discernment. And that discernment process is a time away, a time away to pray and to ask spirit and involve love into it, asking that question, what would love do? What would love do? You know, this community, when we came up with our values and our vision and our mission, we went into discernment to do that. We just didn't pull it off of our judgment-making list. We went into prayer and to meditation and came up with our values and our mission and our vision because it's that important. And then, of course, another part of wisdom, my friends, is intuition. Intuition. And that intuition is about you do something, just do it without understanding why you're doing it. <laughs> Yeah, I've done that before, gotten in trouble a little bit too. But obviously, you do it without understanding why you are doing it. And I believe that we can develop our intuition because that intuition is about knowing. It's about like as we would say, you know that you know that you know. That's intuition. And we develop that intuition by spending time with spirit. You've heard me say many times on this platform, you know, if we don't spend time with spirit, how in the world do we know when spirit speaks to us? We don't, because we don't have a relationship with spirit, with that divine intuition. I was thinking about a recent example in my own life. It was this past November, Eddie and I were out. We flew into San Diego. Someone had gifted us a beautiful condo out in uh, Palm Springs. We had never been, I'd never been to Palm Springs, and I was really looking forward to it. And we, we to San Diego, and there I have a classmate that was in my ministerial class, and we connected with lunch, and it was so much fun. So here, we're, on the, we're on, the, on the road again, you know, the rental car, we're going down the road, six lanes, a highway, I'm driving, God help us all, I'm driving, we're going down this road, and suddenly something inside of me said, take the next exit. Now, those of you that know my Eddie, that's not really the cool thing to do, especially when he's got on the, what do you call the, 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 tele, the, the telephone and the map and all that. I said, we need to take this exit. And I took it. And it took me over the river and through the woods. And we didn't get to Grandma's house, but we got to Palm Springs. What we learned later and what Eddie learned and showed me was if we had not taken that exit, we would have been backed up for hours on this expressway. Now, I'm sure that many of you can relate to that. And you go, what a flimsy example. It's a perfect example. Because sometimes we just do what we do because it's the feeling. It's what we need to do. And we go and we do it. I want to talk a little bit more about wisdom. The psalm that comes up with me is, 
Regrets, I've had a few. Regrets, I've had a few. So sometimes we're going to go through this process of discernment and uh, judgment and intuition, and it's not going to look like we wanted it to look. And we're going to say, oh my goodness, I have made a mistake. I regret this. Well, I'm going to invite us to look at this. It might be a good, honest mistake, and yet we have moved forward in consciousness. We know what we're not going to do next time. We have failed forward. So when we hang on to regrets, when we hang on to regrets, it keeps consciousness from being built. It's like a wall to our good because we're hanging on to it. We're hanging on to it in such a way that we're not allowing ourselves and the good to flow and to build ourselves in consciousness. So regrets, I've had a few. We've gone through all 12 of these powers in a matter of four weeks. Wow. And so you may say, and so what? Well, I got a lot of information for the trivia game I'm going to play with my Unity folks. But needless to say, you may say, so what? I would suggest that you might want to start using these 12 powers and becoming aware of these 12 powers like anything else. It begins with awareness. We become aware. And then when we are out of sorts for whatever it is, a slump day or it's not working out, then ask yourself, what power do I need to use right now? What power or powers do I need to use? And then grab one. And then Charles Fillmore says that as we name this power, it quickens within us. Speak it aloud. It quickens within us. And then he says, take this power into the stillness and to the silence. And that is how we quicken these powers within us. And you know what? It's a beginning. I kind of, I don't play the piano, but this is what I kind of think, I think of the powers like. You know, when you start playing the piano, from what I understand, you normally start with one hand. You get one hand down, or you get a few of the fingers and the hands down. And then you eventually are able to move into two hands. And then you're eventually to able to play the whole song. And then eventually you take lessons from Laurie Dockin and you get really fabulous. But needless to say, this is the process of the 12 powers. We begin using them a little at the time. And then we become aware of when we're out of balance, what power we need to use. Oh, I'm so excited about something, enthusiastic about something. That's good. <laughs> Let's slow down. Great for your enthusiasm. Do nothing to, to squash that enthusiasm. No, 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 no. Build that enthusiasm. And you might want to put a little judgment behind it as well. I worked with someone one time, and we laugh about it now. It's another church, another time, another place. But she got so excited about stuff. She was ready to take that plane off immediately. I'm ready to go with this. And here's Reverend Pat over here, like, oh, let's breathe. Let me check the tires. Do we have the fuel? Let's see about this. Therefore, I got the name in ministerial school, Practical Pat. It has served me well. It has served me well. So when we get and begin to use these powers, let's ask. Just ask ourselves, 
what of the power do I need to put with it? Will and understanding, love and wisdom. You will know you'll be guided to. Wow, I love you. I bless you. I behold the living presence of the divine within you. And what a powerful 12 powers it is. And so it is. Amen.
Thank you, thank you, thank you. One with the earth, one with the sky, one that all that is. Talk about love and oneness. Perfect, perfect. Love and oneness. Wow, we're glad you're with us this morning. You know, these services are made possible because of your generosity, the classes, the workshops. Our whole ministry is made possible because of your generosity. So this morning, we thank you for that. We really do. We also invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis as well. If you choose to do so, if you feel fed in any way, we invite you to make that gift. It's easy. It's easy. If you're streaming with us on our website, all you have to do is click that donate button and it will take you immediately to a secured website to make that donation. If you're on Facebook Live, it's easy, it's easy too, especially if you're on a, your cell phone. Just text us, text us to 77977, 77977. That's give to unity, G-I-V-E, to, the letter to, unity. Give to unity. We thank you for your contributions. Why not make it a reoccurring gift? I do. I know. I do. And it's so, I'm so blessed because of that. Let us go within and give thanks. Again, we are thankful for these 12 powers that live and move within us. Thankful for this Christ presence. Thankful this morning that we know this presence within as a prospering presence. That God is truly the source of all good in our life. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Let's bless these gifts. We give thanks for these gifts. We bless the gifts that's been received in the mail, electronic gifts. We bless all of these gifts, and we send them forth to fulfill our vision and our mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Our prayer chaplains are holding sacred space at home. And so today, if you have a prayer request, by all means, go on our website, fill out that prayer request, and immediately our prayer ministry will begin praying with you. And then after seven days, that prayer request will be sent to Silent Unity, our worldwide ministry. Also, um, just next month, we begin a new series. It's called Keys to the Kingdom. 
It's a prosperity month here at Unity Minneapolis, and we will be teaching a class called Keys to the Kingdom beginning on uh, July the 7th through August the 25th. That's eight classes. Eight classes. We'll be doing it via Zoom, and it's seven classes and then one graduation class. So if we really want to invite you to take that class. I'll be facilitating it along with Reverend Tony. The two of us will be having fun with that class, and you come and have fun with us as well. There's obviously numerous graduates of that class, and um, we have a graduate that's going to share their experience today, Jerry Labrosse. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Labrosse. My wife, Michelle, and I have been attending Unity Minneapolis for four to five years. I'm here today to share my thoughts on an upcoming Unity class called the Keys to the Kingdom. Keys is one of the first classes I took at Unity, and it will always have pretty special meaning to me. It was the first time I've done spiritual growth topics in a class setting where everybody shared and opened up. And it was, seemed a little risky to me at first, but I quickly realized I was in the right place. I found the author, David Owen Ritz, to be a very clear and effective speaker, and his tapes are very easy to listen to. Uh, Reverend Pat was our moderator, and he led the discussion on a different key each week. And I can tell you that several of these keys have had a profound effect on my life. Among them were learning the true joy and rewards of tithing, the real purpose of forgiveness, and the beautiful feelings and rewards of gratitude. I can say that during those seven weeks, I just couldn't wait for Wednesday night to come around. And I was very sad when the class was over. Keys to the Kingdom and other classes at Unity have been an effective tool in my spiritual growth, and I'm certain you would agree. Not only did I learn everyday life-changing principles, but I got to know more of my Unity family members on a personal level, and that's priceless. So to close, I fully endorse Keys to the Kingdom, and if you join, I'll likely see you there. I wish you all the best and hope to see you soon. Thank you, Jerry, a wonderful graduate of Keys to the Kingdom, and we invite you to prayerfully consider taking that class, take that into discernment. Uh, I can assure you that it will be a lot of fun. We'll learn a lot of things together. And th that begins on July the 7th through August the 25th. Also, I want to remind you that this Tuesday evening, if you want a little bit more about the 12 powers, join me and Reverend Linda on Tuesday evening as we explore that. And don't forget our coffee hour today. Our coffee hour is a lot of fun, and people keep showing up and just connecting with each other. We also appreciate our youth and family ministry today. They're outstanding. Cassidy is doing some great work as far as providing Zoom virtual classes for our youth of all ages, and we're grateful for that. So let us uh, close our service together with our prayer for protection and our peace song. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine. And all is swell. And our peace song.
Thanks for joining us today.